Hi guys. Okay. Well, I'm Gertie, and I did every heart as. Jake said, but um, something that I really loved about Every Heart is just God was so the center of it. Um, I've been on mission trips where it's like about us, you know, um, and it's not. None of it is about us. It's just how God has truly changed our lives. And something that's super sweet um, that I've learned is that you are not alone when you're evangelizing or telling people about Jesus. Um, I used to do it like literally in my own flesh and like we talk about that a lot as a Christian community um, where you can't rely on your flesh because it's always going to fail you. Um, but when you rely on the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, guys, it's it's insane what God can do through you. Um, and something that, like, just, like, the Great Commission, you know, um, Matthew 28, if I can find it, um, which, like, as you become a believer and when you become a believer, like, God sent his disciples to be like, yo, go tell about what I have done for you, because that's going to change so many people's lives. Um, and so, yeah, Matthew 28, which is like one of my favorite verses, which says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain in which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go and therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Guys, that is crazy. Okay? I literally, like the Lord, um, before I hopped on to every heart, he, like, brought me to this verse, like, literally months before I even applied. Um, and, yeah, and that's just, like, something that Met by Love just, or every heart just kind of just goes with. It's just, like, we are called to make disciples. Um, and it's not going to be effective if the Holy Spirit is not present. Um, and Jesus, like, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus, like, is living inside of us. On, How cool it. is that? Wow. Um, and so just, like, a couple testimonies from this summer. Uh, the first, like, few weeks... I was very skeptical. I did, was not raised in a church that talked about the Holy Spirit that much. Um, but, like, I knew something was there, you know. And I was just like, oh, it's just Jesus, you know, right alongside of me. But, like, never understood he was living inside me. Um, and so, just, like, the first few weeks were all obvious, like, just so bad. Because I was just doing it on my own accord. Not effective at all. Um, but our fourth week, I believe, was Johnson City, Tennessee, where the Lord, like, I was just so done. I was like, I want to go home. I don't like this. This is awful. If I can turn the page. Um, but, like, the Lord brought me to Jeremiah 1, which, like, we're going to just, I'm not going to read all of it, but um, I was just really doubting the Lord. I was like, God, I can't do this. People don't listen to me. I'm too young. Like, I've got that so much. Like, you're naive. You're not wise. Like, all of this stuff. And he was just like, read Jeremiah 1. Um, and Jeremiah, for a lot of, I don't know if a lot of people know, but he was a prophet. Um, and he was really young. He got called at a young age. And, yeah, like, this is, like, present time um, where the Holy Spirit wasn't, like, present in every single one. It wasn't available for everyone because Jesus hadn't come. But people were anointed. And Jeremiah was one of them. And just, like, which is super sweet. It was like, um, which just so excites me because Jeremiah is doubting. I was like, what if they say I'm too young? Like all of this stuff. And I was in a coffee shop at this time, literally sitting. And I read this and it just oh, resonated with me so much. It says, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, which is so cool. Like God is with us. And 
like something else that um, is inside. It says, do not say I am only youth for all, to all to whom I send you. You shall go and whatever I command you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Yeah. Then, the, then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. Which is so cool. Like, it's, I was just absolutely astounded. And I was, like, writing in my notebook. Like, God is, like, literally within me. Like, there's no one that can stop me, you know. Death couldn't even stop God. Like, what the heck? And sin could not stop him. Like, the enemy could not stop him. And so why do I have to fear, you know, telling people about the man that completely changed my life? Um, It's so beautiful. And so I, like, broke down crying in this middle of a coffee shop. And this barista comes up to me and is like, Yo, are you okay? Because th- not a lot of people cry. And I was like, dude, like, I just got to share with him. I was like, bro, this is insane. And he ended up being, like, going to seminary school, and wow. which is, like, really cool. And he was like, I know. Like, isn't that sweet? I'm like, how are you not hyped about this? Like, all of this. And I just, like, the Holy Spirit just fell upon me. And later on, the gathering, it was, like, J- during Jared's testimony. We were there with two other teams, one of which was Jared. Um... And I was just like, I just love running around and being like, hey, yo, like, come and worship with us, you know. Um, And not a lot of people, like, answered. Like, it's just, yeah, not a lot of people answer me. And so they're like, leave me alone or whatever. But I just, like, felt that I needed to sit down. And I was just, like, talking with the Lord. And I see this guy that just, like, comes up. And he's listening to Jared's story. It stands over 10 minutes. And then he starts walking away, and I was like, Lord, send someone, send someone there, like, who is closer. He was on the other side, and I was, like, on this side. And I was like, he was like, no, like, you have to go. And I was like, all right, cool. So I grabbed Molly, and I was like, let's go, because I'm not about to go up to this um, guy by myself. And so we go up to him, and along, like, as we're running, like, the Lord is like, he knows of me, but doesn't know me. And I was like, all right. Okay, I can work with that. So I introduced myself, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to get to the chit, like, just of it. Um, I love Jesus so much, and he completely changed my life. And, like, a few hours ago, I was just crying, and, like, the Holy Spirit fell. But this is what he told me. And he was like, was like, I, he's, I was like, I know that you know of Jesus, but you don't truly know him. And I'm like, this is going to change your life. And so we just got to testify, um, both Molly and I, and, like, my relationship with Christ but then I was like, I asked him, I'm like, how do you know of him? And he was just like mind blown this whole time. He was like, he just got testified. He's like, well, like my dad um, fell into a coma, all of this. And when he came out, he had a speech impediment. And, um, but the only thing that he would say was like, Jesus, like I met with Jesus. Wow. I sat with Jesus. And I was just like, bro, I'm just getting chills. I'm like, dang, okay. I'm like, pop off. And he's like, I'm still here. Like I was supposed to go back. Um, he was in... Co- one, what was it, Coast Guard or something like that? I don't know. He's in the m- military. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm not that country. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> but, like, he's, he just, like, we just got to tell the simple gospel, and that's all I just felt. And I was like, can I just pray for you? And, like, after we told the gospel, this man is weeping. Wow. Like, straight up was weeping. And I was just like, bro, like, I don't usually ask this, but would you want that? And right then and there, he's like, yeah, I want it. I want it all. I don't want to, I don't want to live any second. I was just like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much. And so we just got to lead him in prayer. Um, and he just like took it. And I was like, and I got to like stay in contact with him, um, which is super cool. Cause not a lot of people like that like meet me will answer back so this is super cool to just like have him answer back like oh okay so you you're like really real about it and so he just got connected with the church um but like all in all like 
I could not have done it without God. And like when I tried to do it alone, I was always leaving discouraged. I was so tired of talking to people. Um, and so like for all of you guys, like any one of us can do it. Right. You know, we have the authority within us and do not let anyone tell you that you cannot do it, okay? That's just lies from the enemy because he is shaken. He is afraid of you and the authority that you have because it's the same authority that was within Christ. Right. And so, yeah, I just, like, wanted to encourage you in that way. Um, and that's just what I thought on my heart. And I think that was it. Come on. Yeah. So well, good. yeah. <laughs> way to go. Just to, like, wow, that was really loud. Just to uh, testify to what... Uh, Gertie was saying, I was at the Johnson City gathering that she was at as well, and uh, her and Molly Rome were literally like everywhere. They were just chasing down people. It was like so hilarious. I'd be like, oh, there's Gertie, and then I'd like worship for like five seconds, and I'd look over, and she's not there. I'm like, what the heck? And I like look over, she's clear on the other end of the park, like running after this dude. I literally saw them like running across a bridge, because somebody was like scootering like down the bridge, and they're like, we can't miss him. <laughs> like just gotta get him. So it was just crazy. She's a wild one. It was so awesome. But yeah, so anyway, my name is Jared Blaukamp. I had the privilege of being on the Every Heart Summer Tour as well this summer. So me and Gertie, we were on separate teams. Each team had like nine people on it. And so there were six teams of nine, 54 young people sent across the country. We had over 40 cities, which was absolutely crazy. Um, so my team, we spent two weeks in Michigan, then we went to Ohio, Kingsport, Tennessee, Denver, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We spent a week in Las Vegas, and then a week in St. George, Utah. And so we spend like one week in each of these cities, and we partner with local churches and to reach communities and to stoke the local church to unto them reaching their own community. And so it was just like so amazing just to see like the power of God and the family of God all across the United States. Like I was in a 2000 person town in Croswell, Michigan, and like the same spirit was moving wildly as in like Denver, Colorado, which is like one of the largest cities in America. Like that's crazy. Or like Las Vegas, which is one of the most broken cities in America. Like you know, it's just the same spirit, and God's moving so powerfully. Um, and so my, with my time tonight, I'm just going to kind of blitz share just some wild testimonies that happened in each of these cities that we went to. Um, so here we go. Starting off in, so my, my team's first week was in Battle Creek, Michigan. So that's just like an hour south of here. And we got to partner with two local communities. But the testimony actually starts before our tour even started. So my co-leader, her name's Kosat, she was actually spending three weeks in Nepal on a medical missions trip, like right before the summer started. So she literally was like three weeks in Nepal, came back her first day back, she showed up to our training session in order to go for another 10 weeks on a summer mission trip. So it's like absolutely crazy. I don't know if she would do it again. It was really wild. But um, so while she was on her mission trip to Nepal, she met a girl named Jessica. Um, and Jessica was actually on the trip with her. They were both ministering together um, doing this medical missions thing. Jessica was on the trip, but she herself really didn't have a relationship with God at all. And so it, Cosette and Jessica got to talk a little bit, and it came out that Jessica was dealing really bad with, like, scoliosis, and it had this scoliosis and back pain that was associated with it since she was, like, four years old. So she had this basically her whole life, and through talking with her some more, Cosette realized that she was dealing from a lot of, like, demonic oppression as well and was just experiencing a lot of oppressive spirits in her life. 
And so one night while they were on the medical mission trips, like she, they, she Jessica's like supposed to be helping other people. She's getting rocked by the Lord in their like dorm room or wherever they were. And Cosette is just praying over her. She prays, God delivers her from every demonic oppression, like in that moment. And then she literally feels like a shift happened in her back, but she didn't really realize it or didn't really like know anything had really happened. She just knew that her back like felt better. And so that happened. So then we spend the whole week in, in Battle Creek. Cosette comes back, goes through training. We all come, we all spend the whole week in Battle Creek. It was awesome just sharing the gospel with different people, serving local communities. On our Friday gathering, we're setting up, we're getting ready, and here comes Jessica. She's like, she, she's from Michigan, but she drove like an hour plus in order to come to our gathering. So she's like, she shows up to our gathering, and she's got this beaming smile and like Cosette also, I forgot to mention, this is pretty important. I don't know how I forgot this, but Cosette also led her into like the salvation's prayer. So she like gave her life to Jesus while she was in Nepal. So then she's coming down, she's like beaming and she like comes over to us. Cosette's like, hey, this is Jessica. I'm like, what's up? How's it going? And she like pulls out her phone and she shows Cosette this picture. And basically that morning, Jessica went to her doctor and had x-rays done on her back again because it had been feeling so better. She so much better. She wanted to get new x-rays. And so she had her spine before she prayed. So she had like basically the old x-rays and the new x-rays side by side to each other in this one picture. And her old x-ray had a 36 degree curvature in her spine. So it was like literally like just like an S like that was her spine. It was from the scoliosis the after picture, which is the only thing that happened in between was Cosette literally praying for her. She, it, the 36 degree curvature went down to a six degree curvature. And it was literally like just straighter than arrow, just like a little bit deviation, but like God completely healed her. And so at our gathering, we preached the gospel, gave people opportunity to come to know Jesus. And then we actually opened up for baptisms after that. And uh, Jessica decided to get baptized. So we hopped over like this. There was like a big retaining wall with like a 10-foot drop. So we got a ladder and just like threw it over the retaining wall, like climbed down into the river, dunked. It was awesome. It was super cool. But anyway, that was Battle Creek. So then from Battle Creek, we went to Croswell. The thing about Croswell, this is our second year going to Croswell. I went there last year as well. And we like profoundly impacted the communities that were there, specifically the high schoolers. And so this year, the high schoolers were like, hey, we know the beat, like we're in. And like we started at like kind of ground zero last year and then built up to like here. And it was really encouraging because like the community had really like stayed like at that level. And now we're like starting here and now we can go even to the next level this summer. And so we met with these three high schoolers and on our Wednesday night, one of them rededicated his life to the Lord. And then the three of them got together and they were like, yo, we have to like take responsibility for our community. So like, let's do our own outreach together. And so they set up this whole outreach, these three high schoolers. They're like, we're going to go to the mall on Friday. And they're like texting all their friends. They en ended up getting like a group of like seven to 10 people and all going out to the mall. And these three high schoolers from their own community, we didn't even go with them. They went by themselves and like went into the mall and like shared the gospel and started praying for people. And like that was, that's really like our goal in, in blazing across the country is to raise up people in these individual cities to reach their own communities. Because I can come in and I can like blow up and do a nice fire show and like, you know, whatever it is, you know, like just do it Holy Spirit fire for a week and then I'm gone and then they wait for next year. But if like the people actually catch the flame themselves and they can reach their own community and that's exactly what happened in Croswell. And so at the end of the week, we had a wild gathering. We opened up for baptisms and I didn't, honestly,
honestly, I didn't even know if anybody's going to want to get baptized. But I was like, does anybody want to get baptized? And all of a sudden, hands are going up everywhere. So I was like, okay, let's go down to the river. So we all like run over to the river. There was 13 people by the end of the night that decided to get baptized and like made a confession, um, that public confession, like I want to follow Jesus. One of the guys we actually met the next day for coffee. I actually met the next day for coffee and him and his fiance both came and got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the guy actually received his prayer language. And then the girl said, I don't know but what happened, but when you prayed for me, I felt like heat that started in my core and then just like came, like I'm sweating. What did you do to me? And I was like, that's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Blame him. But it was so awesome. So Croswell was super sweet. Um, the third week, we were in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we actually, we had a sweet connection. This girl, she was a young adults community. She had coordinated 18 churches to all come together for our week of ministry. And so we had 18 different communities that were all involved in everything that was going on. And so we had there was two of our Every Heart teams there. So we had 18 of our own people hitting the streets almost every day in evangelism. And it was so like crazy and clear. This young adults community, they function a lot in like prayer and intercession, which just like praying and like praying for their city, praying for God to reach their city. And it was so clear that like there had been like a tilling of the ground. What I mean by that is like somebody who had prayed before we got there. Like it, 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 it was clear that somebody had been praying before we got there because the harvest was like so ready. Like people were so ready to give their lives to Jesus. Our, the young adults pastor in that specific um, from the community, her name's Angelina. She literally walked up to somebody and was like, hey, I feel like God put you on my heart. Is there anything I can pray for you? And this girl goes, pray that I would be saved. And she's like, well, have you ever heard the gospel? She goes, no. And she's like, so she shares the gospel with her and the girl's like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, this is what I want. And so she gives her life to Jesus. I'm like, that, you just don't make that stuff up. Like, what the heck? That was one of the easiest, I don't know. It's like, yeah, anyway, that was so cool. But, um, Stories like that, just like gang, gang members and different things, people be, like literally being moved to tears through the power of the gospel and saying, I'm leaving my old life behind and I want to pick up a new life in Jesus. So over the course of that week, between like our gatherings and like our one-on-one -on -one personal evangelism, there was over 60 people in that six-day period alone that gave their life to Jesus. So it was just like so crazy, so awesome. Tennessee. So then from there, we went to Kingsport, Tennessee, which was a wild and a half. We got to lead uh, my team specifically. We were with Gertie's team. Gertie's team was in Johnson City. They were like doing street evangelism almost every day. My team got to lead a youth conference for like a local youth group. And um, it was crazy. These kids were just getting activated and just like so inspired to live out their faith. So these high schoolers, um, were, yeah, getting opportunities to even go out and share their faith. So we would, pr the way, like, we would structure this youth conference was, like, we would do worship in the morning and teaching in the morning, and then we'd have, like, a prayer set, and then we'd have some type of, like, activation in the afternoon, whether it was, like, a service project or, like, street evangelism or different things like that. And so one afternoon, we sent out the kids with our leaders on 
street evangelism. So they went to Johnson City, and they were walking the streets. And actually, Molly Rome, she could tell this story pretty good. If you want to ask more details, you should ask Molly Rome after this. But Molly Rome and another one of my team members also named Molly, they had two high schoolers with them, and they were walking the streets in Johnson City, and they ran into a lady named Frances who had been blind for over 40 years. And so they sit, they sit with Francis, hear their story for a little bit. They pray for her to like receive her sight. And after the first time, it gets a little bit better, but not really much change. And then they pray a second time. And literally, guys, like the power of God hits this lady and her eyes are completely open. And she sees for the first time in 40 years. And she is like so just like... Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I would be flipping out if I just saw the first time in 40 years. And so it was just crazy. And then her friend, who was actually also blind, they prayed for her. And for some reason, I don't know, she didn't get healed. That's okay. But she, after hearing everything that was happening with her friend, she wasn't saved and she didn't believe in Jesus. But she like heard of like everything that had happened with her friend. And she said, you know what? Like this Jesus thing is for me and I want to give my life to Jesus. And so it was just like so crazy, like the power of God working in these two lives ladies or these, yeah, the two lives of these ladies. And so another testimony from, um, from Kingsport is I was preaching. Uh, I got the opportunity to preach at one of our sessions at the youth conference. And so I was preaching and while preaching, I was sharing this testimony of the first time I ever, or the second time I ever saw somebody healed. And it was, I was, 13 years old. Yeah, I was 13 years old and I was at kids camp and I was walking and there was this girl who came like in on crutches and the Lord said to me, hey, go pray for her. And so I went, laid my hands on her ankle and just, I don't know, I'm 13. I don't know what to do. I'm like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. How do you feel? You know, like, and so, but anyway, God honored my, you know, elementary prayer and she threw down her crutches and started running in the back of like the auditorium we were in, like God totally healed her. So as I'm sharing this testimony, this girl comes in and she like sets her crutches on the table and like sits down in her like ankles in like this big, big brace. And I'm like, hmm. And everyone, as I'm sharing this testimony, like everyone's like snickering and laughing because they all know like she's in the room. And so right after I'm done preaching, we gather a few of our leaders and we come and pray for her. She had two ruptured tendons in her foot on the top of her foot that she just had. She just injured it like two weeks prior and God completely touched him touched her foot. She wasn't able to put any pressure on it or walk on it. And she was literally by that time end of the time that we were done praying, she was doing cartwheels in the lobby of the church. And like God just totally did not need her crutches anymore. Like God completely touched her and healed her, which is just so wild how like, man, I shared the testimony and the testimony like sure, like stirred faith. We say all the time, like testimony is literally, that's why we're doing this tonight is because like testimony stirs our faith, but it also says like God, it places like a demand on God or tugs on God to say, God, would you do it again? Like, would you do it again? Like, you're no respecter of persons. If this happened in my life, it can happen in your life too. And so we talk about that testimony doing again. And that was literally like an example. I shared the testimony. This girl walks in a similar situation. Boom, power of God hits her. And now she's doing cartwheels in the lobby. It was crazy. Honestly, I was a little bit nervous. I was like, wait, oh, oh, don't do that. Okay, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, oh my gosh. But it's like, you're going to get hurt all over again. Anyway, we'll pray for you again though. It's cool. Um. And then, so from there, we drove 26 hours to Denver from <laughs> Kingsport, Tennessee. So through the night, oh my gosh, that was a blast. It was a fun time. But so we drove to Denver, Colorado, 
yeah, Denver, Colorado. And so um, the testimony from there is we were walking the streets in evangelism. And I love this testimony because it's really tied to Ephesians 2.10. And Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And so like the idea is that, man, we are God's handiwork. God has made us but then he's also made us for a specific purpose. And that specific purpose, he's already gone before us into that purpose and set up all the things for us to walk in that purpose. And so we were walking the streets of Denver and it was so clear that God had already been there because one of our team members, name's Annika, she runs into this girl and she says, the, the Lord just highlighted her, highlighted this girl to Annika. And basically what that means is that God gave her like a heart of compassion. God gave Annika a heart of compassion for this girl. She's like, man, I don't know why, but I need to talk to that girl. Walks up and just basically says, hi, my name's Annika. I don't really know why, but I feel like God wants me to pray for you. Um, is there anything you need prayer for? This girl like looks her in the face, like really confused. She goes, this is crazy. Last night, I was so ridden with anxiety that, and I had nowhere else to turn that I prayed to God for the first time in six years. She was like, literally, this happened less than 12 hours before that. Like, she was, God met her, like, saw her in her bedroom, knew that Annika was going to be there, and was like, hey, just call out to me. Yeah. Annika sees her, leads her in a prayer, but then eventually shares the gospel with her. And this girl, like, on the streets of downtown Denver, like, gives her life to Jesus and, like, says that she feels like an overwhelming sense of peace, like, wash over her. And it's just like, dang, God sees his people and he's really after his people. He really goes before us into all of these situations. So that was, that was absolutely wild. From there, we drove an hour south to Colorado Springs and we met a guy in a mall with a gunshot wound and he wasn't able to open his hand at all without pain. And uh, it's funny, this guy, he had a friend with him and this friend was like super skeptical. So we like walked up to him. We're like, hey, how's it going? We're missionaries. Like we would love to pray for him. We believe God can heal you. This guy's like, okay, like, yeah, all right, pray. What's your prayer gonna do, you know? And so we're like praying. And so we pray late. The guy says, yes, like you can pray for me. He's like, you know, what's it gonna hurt, you know? Anyway, lays, lay our hands on, his, on this, guy, uh, this guy's hand and then all of a sudden, like, the power of God just touches his hand. And he's like, we're like, okay, how, like, test it out. Like, how does it feel? This guy's like, you want me to test it out? He's like, test it out. And he's like, he starts, like, opening his hand like this. And then he looks at his buddy. And then his buddy, who's, like, all skeptical, he's, like, jaw on the floor. And he's like, bro, you couldn't do that before. Are you serious? He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, what just happened? He's like, what'd they do to you? And he's like, dude, I don't know. I just, I feel so good. Anyway, the power of God just touched them. I don't think either of them gave their lives to the Lord in the moment, but actually the, the guy with the, the hand, his younger sister gave her life to the Lord as a result of that, in, um, which is so crazy. So it's just so, that was one of the funniest moments. This guy's just like, he just shook out of his mind. Las Vegas, and then from there we went to Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Sin City, it was so like, it was so awesome. Just absolutely loved it. We had two teams, 18 people there, hitting the streets every day. And a lot of what we did is literally we just set up like worship in the middle of like the downtown strip. We're like literally just sin is like everywhere. Like it's just people are going and to and from different places, just like doing whatever. 
And like right in the middle of that place, we'd set up like a, a worship session and literally just be praising like, Jesus, we love you. And then the guy like next to us is like break dancing to like, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> just a wild scene, you know. And then like they hand me the mic and I'd be like, have you guys ever heard the gospel before? And it's just like, there's just so much going on. It was so awesome though. Like people in the most like broken of situations were like finding peace and finding freedom in Jesus. One of the most powerful testimonies that, from that week, there was so much that happened. Over, over 40 people that week alone gave their lives to Jesus, stepped into committed relationships with Jesus. But one of the powerful, one powerful example was my co-leader again, Cosette. She ran into this lady who was in like a really, really bad situation with her boyfriend and was just like not safe, but he was like, her, that was the only place that she could live. And so she didn't feel like she had a way out. And Cosette basically like just was able to talk with her, able to pray with her, able to talk her through all of these things. And then we reached out to the local YWAM base in um, Las Vegas, and they connected us with the right people. And by the end of that week, we were able to get this lady into, like, a separate housing. And, like, from that place, get her, get her, like, back on her feet, getting, like, her license back and, like, Social Security and, like, different things like that. And so, like... It was just crazy how this girl was in such a broken situation. Cosette just, like, follows the Lord. Literally, like, she saw, Cosette saw some of this brokenness that was happening. Like, this guy was just not being nice to his girlfriend, like, visibly. And so when that happened, like, God gave Cosette, like, a heart of compassion, just, like, pulled her aside, like, out of that situation. And then from there, like, literally gave her lasting freedom. And, like, it's just, like, crazy how, like, literally Cosette, simple obedience, like changed the course of this person's life. She was like, she didn't know what this would mean for this girl. Her name's Renee, like didn't know what it would mean, but like she stepped out in faith and God did the rest. And so the last city we were in was St. George and St. George is 68% Mormon. So it was just like heavy religious spirit. I don't know like about Mormonism. I'm like, what? I don't know. I'm just coming in. I'm just like, hey, I love Jesus and Jesus is the best, right? So I learned a lot from like local leaders and different things like that. But one thing we felt was that the love of God was going to break through any and every religious wall that people had set up in their life. And that was really evidenced by we went to Walmart one day. I was wheeling my cart, you know, got a bunch of things in our, I think we had a watermelon. It was so great. That was a great watermelon. And we were like wheeling our cart. And then all of a sudden I run, look in the, I see this guy, his name's Maurice, and I just feel like God's telling me to come talk to him. So I like talk to him. He's actually on the phone. I'm like, hey, bro, how's it going? And he's like, hey, what's up? I was like, dude, God told me to come over here, talk to you, anything you need prayer for. And he was like, no, dude, like I'm on the phone. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, God like just really wants you to know that he loves you. And that's it. And I just like felt that really deep in my spirit of like, wow, I don't know why, like, Sometimes I say, oh, Jesus loves you, and it's kind of like a cop-out. I'm like, ooh, yes, like, you know, I don't know. But that time, for some reason, I felt it, like, more than I, I ever have. Like, man, God loves you. And so I wheel away. Long story short, I run into this guy later in the, st in the store when he was, like, off his phone. I, I see him, and I was like, hey, Maurice, how's it going? He, like, comes beelining right over to me, and he's literally got tears in his eyes. And he was like, he shook my hand. He goes, thank you, brother. Like, you don't know what that meant to me. Like, I'm going through this, that, the third, like, all of these different things. And when you said that, like, it gave me hope. And, like, all these different things, I'm like, wow, like, I said 10 words to you. That's crazy. You know, like, and it wasn't anything, like, profound. It wasn't some, like, hey, well, if you turn to Jonah 3, verse 5, like, it was just, like, God loves you. That was it. 
And like, that was enough for this guy to like, God knew what he needed in the moment, you know? And so with every single one of these testimonies, like this consistent theme throughout all of them, whether it's like scoliosis getting healed, whether it's like blind eyes being opened or like foot, like tendons literally being like restored in people's feet or like anxiety, anxiety leaving or like all people giving their lives to Jesus, all of them, the only, the, the consistent thread through all of these testimonies is simple steps of faith. That's it. Like it took a simple step of faith to pray for this lady who'd been blind for 40 years. It took a simple, simple step of faith for me to go and say, hey, God loves you. And like God is responsible for the outcomes. When we like offer God our simple steps of faith, he can do abundantly beyond anything we could ask, think, or imagine. And so that's all we got for tonight. So let me pray. And then I believe we're going to, a Ray's going to come up and give us some more instructions. So Jesus, thank you so much, God. Thank you for everything that you've done this entire summer, Jesus. Thank you for the ways that you were glorified and you were lifted up. Jesus, it all flows from you, God. You're the only one, Jesus. You're the only one. Lord, all the glory goes to you. All of the honor goes to you. All the praise goes to you, Jesus. Without you, we're nothing. God, we have nothing to offer people. Like, I literally have nothing, zero. I have a good smile, and you know, I'm good with people, but that's not enough. Like, it, it's not enough to change somebody's life, open blind eyes, or to heal people's severed tendons. Like, that's not enough, Lord. It's only you, and your spirit in me is everything, Jesus. And I ask that as we go from this place, Lord, that we would be inspired, Lord, that these testimonies would literally beckon you to do it again in our own lives, that we would take steps of faith empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we would see the city of Grand Rapids change for you and your kingdom. Lord, we love you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.